Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. back for part two of calvin's episode i why is it so hard to say it was i guess because it's basically just been announced like maybe 20 minutes ago um and i'm talking about it because we talked about it in the last episode they have now yet again pushed back school opening again uh it's they're pushing it back to be like a staggered opening and that like middle school and high school would open like october 1st but like uh, like elementary would o- open a couple days earlier. So we're just going to go, I'm just kind of keeping you updated with what's going on in New York. Cause obviously uh, a lot of you aren't in New York and wouldn't be getting this news anyways. And we were just talking about it and it's something that's affecting me. And so I talk a lot about stuff that affects me in this and I hope you're cool with it. If not, I kind of don't care. It's my podcast. I'm going to do what I want to do. Uh, buckle up. We obviously, it's here's what it is every episode basically the same thing three same same three same three things could not get that phrase out we're gonna talk covid we're gonna talk sex we're gonna talk about our personal experiences with both uh what a fun journey remember when this used to make you laugh but now it makes you think right like it's multi-dimensional i'm gonna leave you with that because go fuck myself what does that even mean Rate, like, review, subscribe, share, go fo- follow Calvin. Oh my God, I cannot speak at all today. Go follow Calvin at Calvin S. Cato. Enjoy. I mean, I don't know either. It's just, this is so unprecedented. Like, I just feel like it's, I mean, obviously it's not like society's collapsed, but like, I kind of feel that way. And like, it was so funny because like in the beginning of this, I actually felt like how you were feeling in June where I was kind of like, actually, this will be nice to just take a rest. Like, in, but obviously also in the beginning, I thought it was only going to be two weeks. I didn't think it was going to be this long. Mm-hmm. But part of me was also like, I just really needed to like sit and recharge and do nothing because I felt so like I was spending so much time running from gig to gig or like just applying to this and applying to that and like doing so much traveling that I was like, it was actually kind of nice to just be like, Oh, I can just be home and like be okay with being home and not see, you know, play the whole comparison game online where you see like people doing stuff on Twitter and Instagram and yada, yada, yada. Like it was nice to be like, you know what? Like, I just get to take a break from all that. And it's like just nice and comforting. Yeah. It was kind of, it was, I definitely did not miss the traveling or just like the hustle. And when the outdoor show started coming in and seeing um, people all of a sudden performing again, and it was like they're all, all the same people that you always see always performing now performing in parks yeah. and shit. And you're just like, 
at first I was like, oh no, like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing now? Blah, blah, blah. Um, it made me feel like I did before COVID hit. And then I was just like, who fucking cares? Like, if that's what you want to yeah. do, then reach out to them. But if it's not what you want to do right now, then don't fucking do it. Um, though yeah. I think it was Neruda, Neruda Williams had this great uh, tweet that was like, you know how I know stand up is still racist. All the outdoor shows are still all white people. And then I started yeah. looking at the lineups <laughs> and I was like, you guys, you, we haven't learned. <laughs> Come on. I know. It's a way I noticed that shit too, where I'm like, wow, really? And like part of me was also like, because I, I did, I've done a couple of those. And like I will say, doing the live shows in their own ways, they do feel good because it does feel nice to be like just outdoors in general. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's nice to like just be outside and free. But like, to be honest, for the most part, most of them like were not that fun because I was still mentally in my own head of like, I'm worried about getting other people sick. I'm worried about me getting sick. And then because of that, like you could tell that the laughter is just more limited because, you know, people are not, you know, they don't want to like be laughing and releasing aerosol in the air and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So it just feels, and it doesn't feel natural because like, I mean, like there was one show that I did where it was like a stage area, but it was literally like in, in the street. I'm like, I'm literally in the street telling jokes for money. Like, I feel like a prostitute. Like I'm literally just like, I'm on a street corner <laughs> entertaining strange white men and hoping to get money out of it. And it just was like, mentally it felt so weird that I kind of was like, I kind of miss virtual shows now. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like, from what I've heard too, from like people that have like gone to comedy shows that like are in outdoors or like in the park, they're kind of like, we don't like it that much. And like, obviously like people are trying to make it work and I totally get that. And I totally respect that. Um, put, stop putting so many white people on your lineups, people. Um, yeah. But it is, I don't think I want to really perform until it's like, in a venue that can be at a hundred percent max capacity because there's nothing there's nothing exactly. like it like you've been to like black cat when we've like sold out and it's just like so many people and you just there's like there's no rush like it almost it's so great yeah it's it's true and it's so many people and it's so much energy and it's so much positive energy too because i always feel like at your shows, like, there are always, like, so many people who are, like, yay, I'm so glad that you guys are here and you talk about, like, sex and, like, you're so open and honest about it. And, like, I like those interactions and you just don't get the same thing when you're, like, okay, I'm going to be performing in a parking lot where as soon as we're done, we all have to immediately leave Mm -hmm. to not risk catching anything. Like, Oh, yeah, totally. That's a good point. Like, you don't get to mingle. I mean, I was always bad at mingling at the end anyways, so I'm kind of, like, perfect. But... Yeah, <laughs> it is a big part of it. Like being like talking to fans afterwards, like getting drinks at the bars. It's really part of like the culture yeah. of it all, and I think it's something that a lot of us do miss. And yeah, it is one of those things where it's like I don't, I get worried about like what venues are gonna be around still, and like what and when will we get to have like the normal type of comedy life that we're used to. But then also there's this whole like part of me that's like wants to make sure I have a less like toxic relationship with my comedy schedule i think a lot of us are kind of in that type of like mindset too of like we've since we've been forced to step back it's like oh uh what i was doing wasn't 100 percent healthy um and so a lot of us have had to have like like intense or like not intense but like real conversations with ourselves of like what needs to be different and like how happy were we really and like how 
do we get happy and like what does that look like from like from going forward yeah i totally agree about that because i feel like all like with stand-up and like performing that much like it's Mm -hmm. hard so hard to like have a sense of boundaries or uh, so i think that that was part of the reason why i was so drawn to and liked having a long distance relationship was that it was nice to be able to not be like okay, I can only talk to you, but only on like Mondays because like I'm busy Tuesday and Thursday and Friday and then maybe something will happen on Saturday. So I can't like, you know, do any of that. But like, it's nice. One of the nice things is that I do like the fact that I get to be like, you know what? I can like set my own schedule and have batteries and have like actual proper me time where I'm kind of like, you know what? I just, I do want to spend this day like not talking or I want to spend this day writing or I want to spend this day playing a video game or reading or doing something like that. Whereas... I feel like I felt like I was always kind of compressing Mm -hmm. five things into one day, which was too much. And you don't, and you don't realize it's too much until you have so much downtime. Yeah. On top of, we both were like, had like full-time jobs too. So to do that on top of full-time jobs, it's very stressful and it is uh, very deteriorating, at least for me. Like I did not realize like how, I didn't realize like how unhappy I was because I was just going so much. Um, and I think the government should always have to pay yeah. us a certain amount of money so we can breathe. <laughs> it's so nice. I kind of agree with that. Like, cause I did, cause yeah, I mean, yeah, we both did have like full time, like permanent jobs. Like I remember like with my office job where it would be literally like nine to five. And, but then I would still have shows. So I would end up staying at the office to wait until like six or seven and then go do these shows. And then I wouldn't get home until like, 1am and then you just literally have enough time to be like oh let me brush my teeth and go to sleep if that and then wake up and do it all over again and it's just draining like it's hard when you don't have time and space for yourself and I will say in as much as like it is still frustrating I wish things were more open like I like that like I am able to be like for example like you can do a zoom show and it's like okay now that this is done I don't have to drive for an hour to get home like I can literally just like take off my shirt and then just walk to the couch and like be and like have a proper dinner and not be like, okay, not let me like buy fast food because I don't have time to cook or make anything. You know, it's, 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 yeah. it's kind of nice. So we got Popeye's for the first time in like five months, like two weeks ago. And it was amazing. I miss McDonald's so much. We haven't had McDonald's in so long and I just want, I just want their fries so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I say this, but I will say this. I fucking, I mean, again, I'm very lucky to have a car because every once in a while, like, I'll take drives, but I will definitely be like, I'm going to a drive-thru because <laughs> I mean, A, that's the safest way anyway, because that way you're not in the store, but also I'm just like, fuck, I just fucking love. I will, I've gone to like, there's a McDonald's drive-thru and a Popeye's drive-thru and for a good month, that was kind of like... <laughs> Uh, it's, it's so good. It's so good. We used to, um, because we couldn't do uh, Thanksgiving together, like when we were first dating, just because like of family obligations, we would get like Popeyes. They have like, I call it their like treasure trove. They have like this like box and it would be like a full meal with like mashed potatoes. It was like way too much for just two people. Uh, but oh my God, yeah. I'd get that little box and be like, this is going to be amazing. Um, there's <laughs> no point to that story at all. No, I oh, I love it though. I don't care. I love Popeyes, and like that's so cute to have such a Thanksgiving feast. Have like you that. been like 
even wanting to like Tinder date at all or like COVID date at all throughout this? So I have like, and oh, this is kind of bad. Um, and part of the thing. So I did uh, like, I mean, I, I've been as safe as possible, um, but I did kind of hook up with someone else recently. Here's the thing. I like, um, I, I love, not that I love the shame. There's a lot of shame behind it, but like, dude, I know people that are like started relationships in this and like, were like, they got their COVID test and was like, I tested negative. They tested negative. And, like, and now we can bone. Uh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> because I totally understand why you're like, mm, when you talk about it, but America hasn't given us any solutions and it's, totally unfair to be like you can't be around anyone until we figure this out when they haven't done anything to figure it out exactly so i'm and sorry like, i interrupted you but like i didn't want you to feel bad no 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 no. that's totally fine i'm thank you because like i feel bad because i know that there's still people who are like how can you date how can you do this like and it's like and i on the one hand i get it and i'm not trying to say that like i'm a perfect person at all but like again realistically speaking like i'm lonely and you get lonely and like and it for me it's not even necessarily like sex although i mean the sex sex is great but like (laughs) (laughs) like that's like but like for example um there um so there there's this guy so we were chatting for a bit like you know just on like scruff and um we ended up meeting up and like to be honest like a lot of the time was just spent like cuddling just because it was a matter of like dismissing that like human contact and like being able to talk to someone and be that close to them was just it felt amazing and it was just nice to be able to just do and have that that and you know i mean i know other people who were like who had been hooking up forever and like i'm not gonna lie i used to judge because i was like um that's not really safe but like the more i thought about the more i was like you know what like you're making an informed decision about your body and like a lot of people who I knew who were hooking up weren't like again going to like orgies or anything like that they were just like look like I had people who I was hooking up with before COVID and I'm gonna ask them their status and if they're negative and they're safe then like I don't see a problem with hooking up with those people and I mean and you know just asking and checking in with them and being as honest as possible and for me with this guy, like, that's what I like is that it's, we're as honest as possible with each other about like, okay, I went here or like I did this or I did that. And like, if you don't feel comfortable, like that's totally fine. Like, at, and it's totally fair because it's your health and your life. But to be honest, like this is a level, it's like there are levels that, I, that you're comfortable with. So for example, like, I don't see a problem with that uh, because it's, again, like, it's not like I have a rotation. Mm-hmm. and it with him it's a similar thing and i know there are other people who are like well like to be honest like i had a core group of three people who i was hooking up with on and off they've been honest with me about who they're hooking up with and that's fine and like i and then i did break it like uh i had hooked up with this guy who was like also being very like careful and then he was like hey i just want to be honest like i'm into group sex i'm starting to have group sex things again and i was like okay so just so you know i'm not gonna hook up with you anymore because that's I don't feel like I'm like, it's not a slight on you. I don't feel comfortable hooking up with someone who is having group sex because that's to me is not safe. And he was like, I totally understand that. And I feel like those are the conversations that just need to happen. So 
Yeah, totally. It's almost like, I mean, not that it's like how HIV was dealt with in the 80s, but when the government was not going to do anything or like basically actively killing people, uh, uh, someone came in and was just kind of like, so we're going to use condoms and we're going to be as safe as we possibly can be with the information that we have at hand. And I just, I feel like there's like similarities in it. I'm just like, when the people that are supposed to be taking care of us aren't doing it, then we have to then collectively individually figure out what is the safest for us and then have those safe conversations like that you're having. And I think that is very, very fair. And, uh, people do need to stop, um, uh, being like, mm, that's not okay. This isn't safe and shaming people. And I will a thousand percent agree or uh, not agree, admit that I was one of those people until about like June. And I, I know I still have the tendency to be like, oh, they're doing what now? They're not wearing yeah. their mask right now. Um, as someone who has like, you know, been around people in the summer and like at the beach, like we don't wear masks. Uh, uh, and it's like the same people that like we normally hang out with all the time who are getting tested regularly, um, which yeah. actually reminds me, I need to get a test this week. Um, I know. Yeah. I have to do that next week. But it's like, we can't shame each other left and right because it's not doing anything. All it's doing is like making the people that are shaming, uh, angrier and giving them more anxiety and like more depression and just putting them in a very bad space mentally. And, you know, like it's, it's ruining friendships and it's, uh, it's, changing how people see other people and it's it's weird it's crazy it's like i'm shocked by i'm just shocked by it all i guess at this point yeah it's just it's again it goes back to like it's such an unprecedented situation and like like if you are going to shame people like i understand again not to continue to go back to the whole orgy thing but or like even things like that where it's like if you're like okay, I'm leaving my house without a mask. I'm taking my conversation without a mask. I'm like on Grindr and Scruff 24-7. I'm hooking up with a new guy every week. Like, I mean, that doesn't need shaming. I hate saying it that way. Like, it doesn't need shaming, but it's definitely like, okay, you're participating in like very risky behaviors. Um, But I feel like sometimes people like will equate that with like, I'm hooking up with like one person and we're not in a relationship, but I still travel to that person's place and people act like those two things are the same thing. And it's like, they're not, they're not like, yeah. And even still, and even that person who's like hooked up every weekend or whatever, like, I feel like it's fair to be like, well, I just want to be completely honest. Like I feel comfortable hanging out with you and like make that okay without being like, and this person's a dirty whore who fucking does this. Like it's, that's too much, you know? It is too much. It is. Honestly, super depressing. Like, it's... <laughs> and it's depressing on so many levels that it's kind of like, if this is what... I, God damn it. I don't remember what I was going to say now. Yeah, just, I don't know. Let people live. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a really good point. It's like, let let people live. It's this... We're in such weird, uncharted territory... It is so obvious six months in how important it is to have like um, like physical contact and and uh, being around people physically. Like Zoom isn't enough. Uh, it, phone calls aren't enough. FaceTime aren't enough. And it's why people are like flocking to their friends in the park and to the beach and like on rooftops and and like wearing their masks to and from and like making sure that people around them feel safe. And then with sex, the same thing. And it's really important that I think we, as like 
like the general we understands like no one's trying to actively hurt you uh if you feel as if people are taking your life um in their hands and just like risking it and throwing away and it's it's truly i i don't i don't know anyone that i have felt like oh they're going uh they're actively being reckless i think everyone that uh, that like we know is trying to be very aware of the risks and like who they're letting into their their quote-unquote bubbles yeah um and it's funny that you bring up someone was starting to do group sex me and aaron were just talking about threesomes we were like yeah like like when when it's done we'll do threesome again and i was like honestly people are doing threesome still right now like most likely and then aaron was like (laughs) yeah if you're cool enough like you're figuring out how to do it oh yeah for sure that is happening like um it's so funny because like again i go i still go on apps and stuff but like and like i would say 99 percent of the time like i don't really like i like we'll chat but like it won't it never really gets to where I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll meet up with you because I'm I still am very apprehensive about that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But, like, the amount of times I'll, like, talk to guys who basically will be like, oh, I'm totally safe, it's totally fine. And then, like, within, like, maybe, like, 10 messages will be like, but I did have sex, I did have a threesome, and I did have sex in this alleyway, and I did do this. And you're like, it's like, girl, I'm not, like, again, I'm not saying it's a judge, but I'm also like, yeah, like, I'm glad that you were honest, but that also makes me feel less safe um but also like do you and like i get it like you're you're a human being and like if you're on this app like you're not gonna be on the app to be on like layaway like <laughs> do you know I mean? yeah but it, like i think you have a good point it's like be honest but also like be honest up front like hey like i i had sex in this alley and a threesome like blah 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 like, yeah. like straight out the gate i think honesty is um currently the only only vaccine we have besides like masks it's just like be honest honest be honest and wear your mask (laughs) wash your hands i mean like we like we went to something on a rooftop the other day and um there were parts where i was like i started to feel uncomfortable like oh like are we like too close to people is this too much and so now in the back of my head i'm like oh i have covid um which is like immediately which is why i want to get like tested Uh, i probably don't but it's like one of those things it's just like um to the people that are shaming people for like going out and meeting fr- and meeting with friends and stuff like that, it's like it, this shit's in the back of our head. Like we are all very aware of like the risk, and and none of us want to get it, and none of us like like shame shame like the COVID parties, shame like the people that are actively doing yeah. this. Sure, but I don't know. I guess it just hurts to see friends feel a certain way about friends through this it's kind of like oh that's who you think i am like that's how you think i am treating this like as like a general you um yeah but yeah it's it's been surprising i guess i know i totally agree and it's just it makes me really sad because it's like it's hard when it's like there really is just not much of a choice like for example like um a while ago, I went over to, like, um, my friend's place because um, he was – it was, like, max six people hanging out together. And I heard at the time being so, like, worried, even though my friend, like, took great pain. So he had a backyard. So we literally, like, only one person was allowed in the apartment mm-hmm. at a time. And you, it was only to, like, take off your shoes, take off your stuff, like, not stuff, like your bag, not, like, your clothes. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. But, like, you know – take off whatever like touch the outside mainly for the most part and like go straight to the back 
streets the backyard and like he measured out the chairs so all the chairs are like six feet apart so people could like hang out properly and feel as comfortable as possible and it's like i know because i was like i know that my friend is making every single effort like i didn't feel bad if that makes sense yeah. you know what i mean because it's like unlike unlike other people were or not unlike other people but like it's, it wasn't like he was like just come and hang out at my place i'm gonna invite 20 people over it's like no i made such a conscious effort that i'm like okay you were really taking all the precautions and it's annoying sometimes when i feel like people are like but like you still shouldn't be out like i remember because i remember talking to my mom about it my mom was kind of like but like how safe is that really and i'm like but like at this point how safe is anything like we have to go to the grocery store that's yeah. the risk you have to go you know what I mean? Like we had to go to Home Depot to get supplies. Like that's a risk. And like, child, Home Depot, they are not like there. Some people like for the most part, they're wearing masks, and obviously all the employees are wearing masks. But like, I was there where this woman was like kind of yelling at this employee, and no, like the mask is like around her chin, and I was like, it's supposed to be on your over your nose and mouth. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, and to me, frankly, like that's riskier than like, okay, I'm going to go hang out with five people in a spaced out backyard. Totally. So, I mean, that's part of the reason why I like took my leave of absence from Trader Joe's is because it wasn't just like Trader Joe's wasn't doing enough. It was just how the customers were treating you. And like a part of the problem with everyone being stuck inside like this is that no one has like a... Uh, a safe spot for their anger. Like they can't always take it out on the people that they're living with, obviously. So they're taking out on these customers or not customers, these employees, or they're taking out on like by shaming people or shit like that. And it's like, it's not healthy and it's not making the situation better. And it's like you said, it's riskier and it's just not fair to these employees that just are like, I, that feel like they have to stay at this job uh, to live. And it's just like, I was like, I can't do this. I cannot be some fucking, uh, bitches uh, punching bag every day. That's what it was turning into. I had a woman bitch at me because we didn't have the party size meatballs. We only had the Italian meatballs. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And this was, Wasn't that at like the height of the meat shortage too? It was when Jesus Christ. It, she was complaining about it when uh, it was like there was nothing on the shelf because everyone was freaking out. And I was like, no. And she was like, why not? And I literally was like, we are in a pandemic. And I walked away. <laughs> and then, but then what would happen was like customers that were nice to me, I was like, oh, I'll show you. I'll show you where the frozen rice is. We don't have regular rice. We have frozen rice. Like people would be like, where's your rice? Why don't you have rice? And I'm like, I don't know. But we'd have shit ton of frozen rice. I'm like, I'm not fucking telling you. You don't deserve it. Like you're going to be a cunt to me. No. Yeah. Um, oh my God. It was so, I'm actually like starting to shake just like thinking about it. It was so, Aww. it was ridiculous. And I just get so mad at the people that are, for the people that are still stuck there and having to deal with shit like this. It's like, no. Yeah. Um, it just sucks. And it's so annoying. Like I remember, um, I, I, I forget what grocery store it was. It was somewhere. And like, I was listening to someone behind me bitch about how it's like, oh my God, I can't believe it takes so long to check it, check things out. Like, why can't we did it out? And I was like, okay, well, there are two people at the front and like everyone's buying $300 worth of groceries. So yeah, it's going to take a while. Like, I don't know, bring a fucking book with you next time. Like, what do you, do you know what I mean? It's like, what do you want? You can't rush the process. This is just what we're in right now. So you need to have patience for these two people up front out of like a lane. I think it was like maybe like 10 or so lanes. So it's like, they're doing exponentially more work. They're not getting accurately compensated for their time or money because of the extra stress like you know they're not getting like you know pandemic assistance boosts in their um paychecks or anything so it's like why are you this mad like 
this is what it is. Yeah, it, that's a really good point. It was really funny how um, people would get mad. People would get mad at you as you were bagging their groceries of like not doing it fast enough. And like you said, we're all of a sudden ringing up 300, 400, 500, 600, one person like $700. And you're not used to that in, in New York. Like that's not normally what these like numbers are. And they're just like, can you call someone over? Like, can more than one person do this? And you're like, no, do you not see? Like everyone is doing something right now. Like you are not more important than anyone else here. Like calm the fuck down. And yeah, yeah, just to be treated like you were nothing through all of that when obviously like these are like very important jobs. uh, It's just like, okay, cool. Great. Awesome. Yeah. On that note. (laughs) I know, yeah. (laughs) But it gets better. Yay. (laughs) I hope you love that episode as much as I did. Or episodes, because we cut in half, because we talked a lot. Um, I hope you like the two-parters. That's new. It's a new thing we're doing. Solo shows and two-parters. We're growing, we're evolving, we're learning, we're changing. We, uh, I talk about this with um, the next guest that's coming up, because uh, I've already recorded that episode. We talk, we both are very similar in that we don't, we cannot not be in control. Uh, like we're producers, like it's like uh, we're at the helm. And so with something like this, where you have absolutely no control or no say of what go- of what is going on. It is very jarring and it's very um, out of your element. And if you are someone like that, be nice to yourself. I think like the first few months I was like very mean to myself of just like, well, if you can't control this, you should be controlling that. And that's like not how fucking life works. Um, go read a book. Like go color. Go... Go to a place where you don't have to think uh, and talk to yourself the way that you talk to your plants, you know, so you can blossom. I hate it too that I said that. It's fine. But just like, just like, uh, like from a personal, from my personal experience of these past six months of just like learning to talk nicer to myself. Like I was very mean to myself for literally years without realizing it. And when you can be like, hey you're doing all right and like mean it like truly mean it like shit changes y'all like you get happier I'm definitely like way happier than I've been in a very long time this sounds this should be a fucking solo episode but I don't feel like making it a solo episode right now maybe later I don't know go rate right I almost said right go rate like review subscribe check out the patreon email me I just burped into the mic. Hopefully I didn't catch. Uh, I just ate. I always do this where I eat and then I record and it's not the best. Uh, Keep washing your hands. Keep wearing your masks. Make sure you're registered to vote and you know your plan.